0: the Writerly Bites podcast, where you'll get bite-sized tips for making your writing and your writing life better. I'm Blair Hurley, and I'm a novelist and a creative writing instructor. You can find more about me at BlairHurley.com and on Twitter at b_hurley. You can follow news about the podcast on Twitter at Writerly This week's writing tip is going to be a little bit different. It's very activity-based. It's designed to get you writing and thinking, and I'm calling it 10 Minutes to a Better Five Pages. So first, choose five pages of your current story or novel that you know needs more work. Something that you really want to think about. You know that it's just not satisfying you now. And you're ready on a serious level to start polishing it or improving it or tweaking it in some way. Are you ready? Have you picked those five pages? Then the first step is to print them out and get your colorful pen ready. It doesn't have to be red. Choose a friendlier color if you want. The first step is that I want you to try cutting 100 words from those five pages. It won't be easy, but start with the big things. See if there's a whole paragraph that could go somewhere. And then do surgery. Start looking at every sentence and seeing if there are little words clogging up the sentences and making them have a feeling overall of wordiness. So count them and cut them. The next thing to try is to cut the weakest sentence from each paragraph. This is an old tip, but a good one. I've heard lots of writers share it with me, and it's one of my favorite things to do when I'm ready to really start improving the language of a piece of writing. Can I really be brutal with myself and identify what is the wordiest or the most repetitive or just the, the most unnecessary sentence in a paragraph? And can I cut it out? Sometimes you may feel the need to replace it with something better, and that's okay, too. But for now, at least underline the weakest sentence from each paragraph. When you've done that, ask of every line of dialogue, is it doing more than one job? As I've mentioned in a previous episode, dialogue always needs to justify its existence. It's very empty as a form of information delivery in a story, and we need to make sure that it's not empty. That it's actually full of meaning, of character, of vital information, or of plot movement. So if only one job is being accomplished in that dialogue, then it's suspect. It needs to be improved. It needs to show us something revealing about the character, or further the plot in a significant way, or give us some crucial piece of information that we needed. The next step is if there's backstory, ask if it's necessary to step out of the stream of present action. So if you're writing a scene in these five pages, is there a part where you sort of jump away and start describing or filling in the backstory of the character or the situation? Generally, scenes are most vitally engaging when we stay in them, so just examine this. There are, of course, exceptions to this, but it's a good thing to examine and think about. Do I really need to step out of the scene here and do this backstory right now, or can I stay in the moment a little bit longer and engage with that tension more? Now I'll have you ask the question, what would happen if you began this section at the bottom of page one? I often find I get really warmed up just about three paragraphs in to a particular section of writing, or close to the bottom of the first page is usually where it really starts to heat up for me, and I see it with other writers too. So look at the bottom of your first page and see what would happen if you just started there. What would you miss? What would you lose? And could it be just a more vital, engaging, active way to start this section? When you've done that, think about any cliches that you see. Or maybe there are just sort of vague general statements about life or relationships. If there are any over-familiar ideas and thoughts about life, about love, about family, think about whether you can drill into them a bit more and get more specific about what they really are and what they could be in your story. Make them more specific to your character's experience of life. And then finally, just as a little polishing technique, try cutting the phrase phrases. Try to, kind of, sort of, or seemed to, in whatever variation or tense that you use them. I find these are real crutch phrases that I lean on heavily, and they're usually a weakening uh, in my sentences. So see what would happen if you just phrased things more directly and actively. Um, I like to think of the famous line from Yoda who said, just do or do not, there is no try. And there are a lot of verbs that are like that. So instead of she tried to smile, either she smiles or she doesn't. So those are my suggestions for 10 minutes to a better five pages. Anytime that you're ready for uh, a rigorous edit of a section of your story or novel, it's a good idea just to sit down and try to make it a game. Make it active. Make it a challenge to make your phrasing better and notice things on this small level. Don't let the sentences just blur in your vision and uh, don't let mediocre sentences through the gate. This week's reading recommendation is a classic, uh, a beloved book that I'm returning to these days because they've got a new TV series of it, and it's All Creatures Great and Small by the writer James Harriet. These were some of my favorite books growing up. They're wonderfully warm descriptions of a 1930s veterinarian in rural Yorkshire, England dealing with large animal veterinary practice in a time that was pre-antibiotic pre-cure for many of the most common ailments that farm animals had. And it, there are wonderful case histories here and studies, but above all, it was the kind of book that made me want to be a writer, because the writing is so beautiful, and the writer is so interested in the characters that he's observing. The animals, certainly, but the farmers and the people as well. All the people that he deals with, uh, the the pet owners and the the people in his small village, They're all wonderfully drawn with a great sense of humanity and affection, and it really set me on my path of wanting to capture character in fiction with a sense of humanity and never with a sense of contempt. There's always a warmth there and and a desire to understand and a curiosity about all the many, many different ways that people can express themselves in life.